This is the Courtney for Life podcast. Simple, real, and relatable audio bits on lifestyle, nutrition, and fitness. Grab a plate of tacos and let's chat. Hi, strong friends. Hello. Oh my goodness. Today is Thursday, September 21st. I'm chilling out hard right now and I'm honestly still in recovery mode from this last weekend. I traveled to Mexico City for a competition. It was the Mexico Grand Battle Pro Bikini Competition, which was so amazing. And I wanted to do a recap video because I didn't do one after I like I usually do them after my competitions, right? I didn't do one after my pro debut in Toronto from June this year. I don't know why. So I wanted to do this one because this prep was so different. There were a lot of things different going into peak week. And honestly, the fuckery that happened with my traveling, like I couldn't make this stuff up if I tried. It was just all of the things. And it proved like, as I look back, of course, hindsight is 2020. I always try to find the silver lining amongst all of this, but because bodybuilding is such an intense sport, because especially in peak week, we have to keep stress levels incredibly low. Otherwise our body doesn't respond well. Like we know all of like the, the fuckery that happens when our bodies are stressed. And that is so incredibly crucial for our physique and what we present on stage. And I was able to figure out and overcome all of the fuckery. So anyway, I want to share all of that with you because one, I think it's hilarious. And two, I think there's like some good learning insight. So I guess I'll kind of like backtrack start at the beginning, work my way through. So feedback from my last competition in June was I was too lean. I was too conditioned and I needed to, I basically just needed to put on size. So from June until September, I think that this was like 15 weeks that, that we had in between. The focus was to put on as much size as possible while keeping my waist tight, making sure it's good weight, but like there had to be a little bit of fat on there as well. So fat and muscle growing so that my muscles would look a little bit softer. I wouldn't be as striated. I did have pretty striated glutes when I was in my back pose and that's not a good thing for bikini. So we definitely just needed to put on size while again, like, so feeding me not doing cardio. Um, I was naturally doing a bunch of steps, but my average usually was between like 14 and 15,000 a day. I just, I like moving. So if I'm not moving, I'm sitting on my ass in front of my computer, which I'm doing right now. But anyway, so this was a very different prep than anything I've done before, um, where the goal was for me to get bigger, which was a great thing. Like it was, it was nice. It was nice not doing a shit ton of cardio and eating 70 grams of carbs or a thousand calories. But on the contrary, it was also difficult. Um, Constantly being full, navigating around like some, not really digestion issues, but trying to eat like 2,300 calories while keeping my waist as small as possible, not feeling bloated um, or not even full. So there's definitely, they're all respective challenges, right? but it was, it was fun. It was interesting. And then there was about sometime during this time, 
it actually kind of was triggered, which I talked about in like my last podcast or recent podcast, talking about like the spirituality that I've kind of been, been going down that has completely like snowballed into so much more since then. Like, I'll save that for another time. That's a completely different thing. But there was something about less than two months ago, I'd probably say about six weeks ago, I had this like aha moment with self-sabotage and it was crazy. I don't, I can't remember if I talked about this in my last podcast. So I'll just like, I'll give you a quick little update. So basically I was at the gym and I was earlier that morning, I had a check-in with my coaches and I had this like weird stomach bloating and my waist was like two inches bigger than usual, which on my waist, like is a lot. I was up four pounds, like nothing else had changed. My sleep was still good. My food was the same. We didn't increase cardio or increase calories. There was no like high levels of stress that just like kind of got dumped on my life. Like everything was kind of status quo. Like it was in maintenance. And all of a sudden I'm like, what the fuck? I realized it is this like subconscious self-sabotage shit that I do when I get close to a competition because there's feelings or thoughts and they're not overtaking my life, but they're still there. I will be like, I would be lying to you if I said, oh, I didn't have these thoughts of, am I good enough? Do I deserve to be on a pro stage? Um, am I going to be competitive? Am I going to come in last place? Like competing, competing in the pro league as a bodybuilder, it's like somebody who loves playing soccer. And then all of a sudden they go to the world cup. Like it is a bit for me anyway, it is a big fucking step. I am this tiny little fish in this massive fucking ocean. It's like, go put a goldfish in the ocean right now. That's how I feel. So I realized that now, once I realized that, like the whole fucking thing changed. I started playing up this fact or this thought that anytime I feel a little bit of resistance, anytime the scale goes up when it shouldn't be going up, anytime I have digestion issues, I'm like, nope, self-sabotage, like knock it out, knock it out, knock it out, like, and just get the fuck out of here. Now that does like, it's easier said than done. It doesn't just mean that just because I've been able to give this feeling or situation a name, that doesn't mean I'm fixing the problem. It is still going to be there. It just now has a little bit more awareness. And I'm like, okay, that's there. I know what's going on. It's like a little bit less foreign territory, but it's still there and it's still going to show up throughout my whole life, especially in my bodybuilding career. So being able to address that was really, really cool. And I think that immensely helped my last few weeks of training, my last few weeks of changing my physique, my mindset. I was sleeping better. My energy, like, oh, I, I feel like I can't, I don't even have the right amount of words nor your time to describe how all of this played out, but it was for the better. So all of that, I think the biggest thing that has changed or helped for me over the last couple of weeks, especially in prep was my mindset. And I feel like that word, like, oh, my mindset or mindset growth or whatever. It's such I don't even want to say misleading, but I feel like it is very, like, it's a very broad term and it's really, really hard to explain. But 
that has been the biggest thing for me and probably the thing that I'm like the most proud of that I was able to kind of like tap into this new level, which is just so exciting. And I cannot wait to see how this unfolds in every area of my life, not just in bodybuilding. So going into peak week, um, again, it was very different. We weren't pulling me down on, on carbs. Like we usually do my steps weren't being increased. They were being decreased a little bit. Now the, the main focus of peak week is to mitigate stress. Usually we'll pull back on training a little bit. Um, we will focus on recovery. We will focus on digestion, but like everything was good. So my coach this time wanted to push a little bit harder with training. And he's like, usually we scale back, let's just say 75% to reduce inflammation, reduce um, just like physical and mental fatigue. He's like, nope, push hundred percent like up until show day. And I'm like, okay. So that was fun. That was like a different approach. Um, I think because I didn't have this almost subconscious or self-sabotage thought, you know, like, how do I describe it? When you get to an endpoint and you know, that an endpoint is coming, you like, you set yourself up for that. So for example, I knew that I only had like a few sessions left and I'm like, Oh, I'm tired. I'm not eating blah, blah, blah. So then I would go into my workouts and I would be like, Oh, I'm tired. No, fuck that. That did not happen. Like I kept pushing, which was great. I had some of the best workouts the last like two weeks of train of, of this prep. I had some of the best workouts ever. Like it, they were just so good and so connected. And it just like, I came out feeling like I was on a high. It was absolutely amazing. So, so much fun. So oh, that was peak week. So now we're going to talk about how the, the whole flight and travel situation. So we flew from Cancun to Mexico city, Christian, my husband, he ended up booking a different flight because of prior arrangements. In the morning of the of, of flying, so this was Wednesday, Thursday morning, I was having issues with my hair extensions. So I had to book in a last minute appointment. Like I literally called them as soon as they opened and I was like, can I come in right now? They're like, we're busy. And I'm like, I'm coming in. <laughs> like, I, I, need, I need you to come in. So I spent like an hour, an extra hour than I had anticipated getting my hair extensions fixed a little bit went to the gym, but because I was like kind of overstimulated by that, I was a little bit overstimulated at the gym. It was really, really busy. Christian and I were kind of, not that we were arguing, but we were like strongly conversing back and forth via text about flights and trying to um, align both of our commutes to the airport, but his flight was earlier and he wanted me to go earlier and I didn't want to go earlier because I didn't have time for that. Anyway, he ended up going to the airport earlier I came home, got all my shit packed, whatever, went to the airport by myself, ended up meeting him there. So we had both gone through security and everything. His flight ended up getting delayed two hours. I got on my flight and got into Mexico City. And he was like, I don't want you. And like, th this is a respectful thing. He's like, I don't want you taking ta a taxi by yourself in Mexico City to the hotel. Like it, it could be dangerous and I want you to wait for me. I was like... I can't fucking do that. Like I cannot wait two hours. And if anybody who competes, like you'll know you get into the airport and it's just not like, Oh, I'll just hang out. It's like, you got to get in, you, you got to get to the hotel. You got to set up and unpack all of your things. You got to have your meal prep ready. You got to do check-ins with your coach, like, and you got to be fucking chill. 
and you got to stay on like as much of a schedule as possible, having all your water intake, like that's not an option. I felt really bad because he was still literally up in the air and I'm like, I'm not waiting for you. So what should usually take 30 minutes without traffic to get from the airport to the hotel? I got a very safe taxi. I was very safe with all of that. It took an hour and a half because of fucking city traffic. It was like five o'clock, right? Like it was busy hour. Finally get to the hotel. I go to check in. I'm like, hello, I have a reservation. He's like, no, you don't. I'm like, the fuck do you mean I don't? I booked this like three weeks ago. And he's like, no, it got canceled. I'm like, the fuck do you mean it got canceled? So apparently I had booked this hotel with my Canadian credit card. It did not go through. I did not get the email confirmation saying it did not go through, but he showed me the email confirmation. So either it didn't get sent or I never got it. Like it went into my junk and I deleted it by accident or something like that. And I'm like, okay, okay. Christian's still not here. I'm by myself. It's like late. I am fucking tired. I have three giant bags and I'm like, I don't even have a fucking hotel and I'm supposed to be competing. I'm like, do you have an extra room? He's like, nope, we're all booked up. I'm like, okay. What, what hotels are around here? And he listed off like a couple cheap ones. Now, again, bodybuilding and competitions, we need to be low stress. Like it has to be a perfect situation. I can't just like go hop over to another hotel and be like, ah, oh, this will do like not even a problem. No, I am very grateful for the fact that I did this exact competition last year. I kind of knew my way around and I knew that there was a host hotel. Why I didn't book the original host hotel is because this other, this new hotel I could, I got for like $400 cheaper. So it made sense to do that. And I'm like, whatever, it's like a two minute taxi to get to the location if, and when I need to. So called to the other hotel, the host hotel, they had a room available. Thank goodness. I could go check in, whatever that ended up happening. So I'm in this like canceled hotel. I went to the grocery store to pick up a little bit of food. Of course, they didn't have everything that I needed. So then I had to go to another grocery store. Then I, with my two grocery bags and my three luggages, got in an Uber, which should have taken five minutes to get to the host hotel, took another 30 minutes because of the traffic. Christian is still not landed. And this is like three or four hours have gone by now. And I'm like, what the fuck? Finally get to the hotel. I check in. I unpack everything. Like I get my whole place set up. Like my ring light is set up. I have my bathroom. My bathroom stuff is laid out. I have my clothes for the next morning and my check. Like everything is good. I have my shower. I wind down, I'm literally turning the lights out and Christian walks in. There was a five hour difference from the time I got in from the airport to going into bed. So if I had waited for him, that would have been five more hours of like fuckery and me trying to figure all of that out. So I am very glad that it was his flight that was delayed and that he was not with me because when I get irritated, I get really fucking cranky. And when I'm in prep mode, it's amplified even more. So I was like, you know what? I was able to figure all this shit out by myself, which was great. 
I was so overstimulated from that day that I got four hours sleep last night, that night, because my brain was just all over the place. There was a one hour time difference. So I was kind of like behind an hour of sleep, but I'm like, whatever. That was only Thursday and I was competing Sunday night. So I'm like, I have plenty of time to rest and recover. I was going to do a photo shoot Friday morning, which on Friday morning got rescheduled to Saturday morning, which Friday afternoon ended up getting rescheduled until Monday, but I'm going to save that for, for later. So everything went really well on Friday. It was really chill. Things were organized. Things were calm. Like all the things that were supposed to happen and not happen. I had a great workout, all of that, like really great. I had a friend who was doing my meal prep. He actually did my meal prep last year for this competition. So shout out to Hector from athlete. He ended up delivering me my proteins, which was great. So I didn't have to actually cook anything. Okay. And here, here's another thing. So the original hotel I I booked, the canceled hotel, I was informed like the day before I flew that their hotel gym wasn't working, but they had made like a deal with the building beside them and that we, we could have gone to go to that other gym. And I'm like, okay, whatever. The canceled hotel had a full kitchen, which is what, like, it was just kind of a bonus. But even though I had all of my meal prep, um, done. And I, all the other groceries I got were like countertop stuff. So nothing had to be cooked. Some things were refrigerated, but nothing that I needed to like heat up or whatever. So that was a nice thing because when I ended up going to the host hotel, oh, and they had a tub, the the host hotel has a tub. And that's kind of like being my thing in prep where I like to take a little like bath the a couple nights before and just kind of like help me calm down. But the canceled hotel didn't have that. So I guess hindsight or silver lining, or if I'm trying to find something great amongst all of this is like, if I didn't have that meal prep delivery service ahead of time, I wouldn't have had a place to cook the food. If I had to go to the host hotel, I now got a gym and I now got a tub. So I'm like, okay, things are working out. Like things are good. So Friday was good. Everything was good. Saturday, Oh, Friday, I had athlete registration, which was fine. I I think that was it. I'm trying to like backtrack and remember everything. And then on Saturday, I still had a full workout. I was feeling a little bit anxious and I went to the gym and I threw up a couple times in my mouth, <laughs> which I kind of... I was like, oh my God, what's happening? Like the food hasn't changed or whatever. And my coach was like, yeah, it's probably just like your subconscious. And I'm like, fuck that. Like, fuck that. Shut it down. So the rest of my Saturday morning was good. I ended up, I had to do like, do a shower, wash my hair, make sure everything was all shaved down. I had my spray tan in the afternoon, which went well. And then just like chilling for Saturday night. Like that was all good. Sunday morning of the show, I wake up and I shower and I was not supposed to rinse off my spray tan. And I did. And I was like, now a little bit had soaked in, but because I did my own spray tans in my competitions last year, that was something that was like that you were supposed to do. So when I woke up in that morning and I showered and I rinsed off like half of my tan, I was like, oh fuck, that was not supposed to happen. Thankfully, because I was at the host hotel, I literally went down to the basement, 
where the spray tan company was and they were already up and working. And I was like, I fucked up. Can you give me another coat? And they're like, yeah, no problem. So if I was at the other canceled hotel, I wouldn't have been able to do that. So hindsight, silver lining, that's all wonderful. So as I'm down there, I see one of my girlfriends and she was in the amateur show. So she was competing earlier that day. I was in the pro show. So I was competing at night. So I see my girlfriend and I was like, wow, your makeup looks really good. And she's like, yeah, this girl did it, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, that that's really nice. I was planning to do my own makeup. I have no problem with that. Like that was totally fine. And as it like the day went on, it was probably by like nine o'clock that morning or something. So like a few hours later, I was on Instagram. I saw this competitor friend post or tag this hairstyle or this makeup company. And I was like, wow, her makeup was really nice. And as I mentioned earlier in this podcast, that I was having kind of like hair extension issues, I was having them again. And I was like, fuck, for some reason, the extensions and my hair weren't blending well. Like it looked like two different layers. And I'm like, fuck, that does not look good for a stage. So what I ended up doing is I reached out like totally last minute to this makeup artist. And I'm like, hey, are you still in the hotel? Um, Basically, I wanted her to straighten my hair to the point where it blended because my straightener just like it couldn't get the job done. And I actually tried using like a clothes iron and it still couldn't get the job done as well. So I'm like, maybe if I get her to like super press the shit out of my hair, it'll look better. And then I was like, well, how much is it to get your makeup done? And she was like 2000 pesos. And I'm like, okay, that's like a hundred dollars for hair and makeup. I could have done my own, but I'm like, this is now one less thing for me to think about one less thing for me to worry about. It's going to take the same amount of time, but I can just sit there and relax lower stress. I don't have to worry about anything about fucking up or whatever. So I'm like, let's do it. That was really nice that that worked out. So if I didn't fuck up my spray tan, I wouldn't have like that, that connection wouldn't have happened. Um, she ended up fixing my hair, which was great. I got another spray tan in the afternoon, like my top coat that went really well. The whole show was amazing. I'm, I'm really happy with it. It was very quick. There were only 12 girls, um, which was great. I ended up getting seventh place out of 12. So I got first or center, I guess, of second call outs, which second call outs means nothing. Even first call outs, there were six girls in the first call out. Only top five gets get awards. So there's that. So like, of course, I fucking wanted a top placing. I wanted top three. I kept seeing three in so many things like two weeks prior to this competition, like fucking three, 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 like all over the place and things were happening in threes and dreams were happening in threes, like all of these threes. And I'm like, maybe that's going to happen. It didn't happen. I manifested it and didn't happen. And like, that's okay. I know I improved, which was fine. I was nervous going on stage. I always am because it's, it's this like adrenaline rush and it's literally gone in 60 seconds. My posing was quicker than what I practiced it to be. My posing should be a full minute long. And this was about 45 seconds. So I rushed through the things. The nice thing was with the judges feedback, they said like they loved the pace and the quickness and the effectiveness of my posing. And I was like, that's great, but that's not what I practice. So that that's my own thing, my own shit I need to sort out. Um, comparing myself to the other girls, I it, it was not in a 
crippling or self-sabotage kind of way. It was an interesting analysis to see pro bikini competitors. Some of these girls have been doing this for many years. I'm very new to this, seeing their muscle density and, and shape and everything. I had said to my, my posing coach, Kat, I said to her about an hour before the show, I want the judges to look at my posing and being like, fuck yes. Like, that's what I want. I know that my body shape is still small. I still need to put on muscle to grow into bikini, but I'm like, I want them to fucking love my posing. And guess what? They did. Not even with the judges feedback afterwards, but there was like this live, so there was a live stream. And for some reason you could hear the judges like, very subtly on the microphone. And they were saying that they liked my routine. They liked the posing. They like how quick it was because some of the girls like they fucking take like two minutes and and the judges are like, get the fuck off stage. Like you literally in bikini, you literally have two poses. You have front and back pose, your transitions and everything. Yes. It all has to look beautiful and pretty and Barbie and soft muscle and all of that. But you have two poses to hit. Like anything more than that is just unnecessary. So The judges actually really liked my posing, which I'm so, so fucking happy about that. I went way too fast in my own personal preference. There's definitely some things that I need to change and fix. Um, And it's not that it's discouraging, but it's a little bit frustrating because I've prepped for this for so long and it's literally gone in 60 seconds and I'm not competing again for another like eight months at the earliest. I'm like, cool. Now I have to wait eight months to do a one minute routine again. Like that, that's insane, but I'm going to be so fucking ready when that time comes. So the competition was great. I'm really proud about myself. I'm really happy that I was like able to hold my own. Didn't come in last place. I improved from the last competition, although it's not fair to judge like comparatively because it was different judges. There were different girls that I competed against. It was in a different country, so slightly different, cri- like, I, w- I don't even want to say different criteria, but standards, like, standards are different, right? Every show is going to be different. So just because I came 10th in my first show, 7th in my second show, that doesn't mean the next show I'm going to come top five. Like, that that means nothing. My, my, my coach, Kat, had actually mentioned to me, she said this to me a couple weeks ago, and I can't remember the exact words she used, but she said, like, don't take the placing with you, leave it at the show. So I came in seventh this time. It means fuck. It means fuck all for the next show, but I know I'm going to improve. So anyway, I got judges feedback afterwards. The judges were amazing. They said, I have great shape. They said my glute ham tie-ins need to come in tighter, but it's not necessarily that I need less. It's not that I have like too much fat there. It's ultimately that my glutes need to be bigger and show more contrast between my glutes and my hamstrings. So that's something that we knew anyway, but all of the judges said they really liked my posing. My whole look was really, really good. Like bikini is basically this like muscle Barbie. You have to look very pretty. The whole package, like the hair, the makeup, the jewelry, the spray tan, making sure that it's the right tone because different tans will pick up different tones in our skin. Um, the suit color, everything like head to toe, everything fucking matters. The judges really, really liked how I looked. It's just a matter of like some fine tuning things. That doesn't mean if I fine tune, I'm going to come in top, top place and go to the Olympia. No, it just means that's the main thing that I need focus on right now. And then build from there. 
So got the feedback. That night I was pretty tired. We didn't go out. Christian ended up going out um, with one of his friends. I went back to the hotel. I showered. And if you are a competitor, you know how good those showers are just to rinse off all of that spray. So I came back, I rinsed off, I got my shit together. I literally ate tilapia, no, bassa, bassa, that was what I wanted. Um, Bassa, ground beef, peanut butter and oats in bed. And that's what I had. Oh, and I didn't say, so I ended up eating, I'm all over the place with this and I don't even care. I have no notes. I ended up, before I went on stage at five o'clock, I ate 2,200 calories that day. That's insane. Afterwards, I think I tracked it to another 400 calories. So I ate about 2,700 calories, which was more than what I've eaten in a very, very long time. Like any day, not even a refeed or anything that high of calories, which is fine. It was over 400 grams of carbs, but I'm like, you know what? Like if I'm fucking hungry, I'm going to eat. And it's all good food. I didn't go out and like have a burger and shit and like fucking feel like garbage afterwards. Like I, I don't even have that mindset. (sighs) So I just ended up eating and sleeping and it felt really good. So Monday morning comes around. Ooh, the, the photo shoot that I was supposed to have. I, so it's a company in, on Instagram. They're called Epic People. They're basically like a, promotion-ish company, which is a supportive group for bodybuilding in Mexico. They wanted to do a photo shoot with me and feature me in an article. I don't know like where it's going to be, but lesser of the point. But to have a company want to feature me here in Mexico as a Mexican athlete is a fucking honor. And I am a Mexican resident I am registered here in Mexico. So when I go on stage and they announce me, I'm Courtney Ustricky from Mexico. I am not Courtney Ustricky from Canada. So to be recognized in this country and representing this sport, it's a huge honor. So I really, really, really wanted to do this photo shoot. It was on Friday and then we changed it to Saturday because the photographer couldn't make it. Then I was like, you know what? Saturday is the day before the competition. I want to be low stress. I would rather like, let's do it on Monday. So my flight was originally supposed to be Monday morning. I said, I will pay the $300 to make my flight later in the day because I think this is a really, really great opportunity. Cool. I ended up doing that. So Christian came with me. Oh, and then I was going to do a second photo shoot afterwards with another company. So how I kind of like planned it, we were going to leave the hotel at eight o'clock Monday morning. It was going to take one hour with traffic to get to this first location to do the photo shoot. I was going to spend two hours there. I was going to drive half an hour in an Uber to the other gym to do the other photo shoot, do that for an hour. And then I had time, like plenty of time to take the longer commute back to the airport and then fly home. Like it was going to be a long day. So things start to unfold. I, Christian and I leave at eight o'clock. We go to the first location. I call the photographer and I'm like, Hey, I'm here. He's like, go up the elevator. I'm like, there is no elevator. He goes, where are you? I go the location that the magazine company. So there's a magazine company and then there's the, the photographer. 
they were talking back and forth. I was talking to each of them individually. So the magazine company told me a location, but they changed it and they did not tell me. And when I confirmed with them the day before, they had confirmed. So he was like, no, it's at a different location. Here's the address. It was an hour the other direction. I already went one hour one way. It would have been an hour the other way plus the actual commute hour. I'm like, I literally don't have time to do that. Like I, I can't, even if I canceled the other photo shoot, I can't do that. So I was very frustrated. Then I realized I left my wallet in the hotel safe. So I had two wallets. One of them got pushed back. Didn't see it. Christian saw it, but he's like, I never touch your stuff. And he goes, and you never forget anything. So he's like, I didn't even think twice about it. So while I was supposed to do the first photo shoot that didn't end up happening, Christian was going to go to the Spanish embassy in Mexico City because it was close by. He's actually, um, he has a dual citizenship for Spain and he was going to renew his passport. So I'm like, okay, you go do that. I'm going to keep the second photo shoot. I will go back to the hotel. I will get my wallet and then I will go to the second photo shoot. And he's like, no, you go do your photo shoot. I'll cancel my appointment. Christian ended up taking, oh, I love him so much, a one hour taxi each way to go back to the hotel to get my wallet, come all the way back, meet me at the second photo shoot, which I ended up doing. And it was so great. I had such a great contact. We ended up starting a little bit earlier and we got more time together with like fucking gold. It was, that was such a good thing. But he canceled his appointment, got my wallet, came back, met me. And then we went to the airport together. Oh my God. As if it couldn't have gotten worse or as, as, as if more things like couldn't have happened. So then I get to the airport. At that time, Christian was actually taking a bus to another city because he was going to go visit his family. He's still currently there and it's like Thursday now. So he ended up taking the bus from the airport to go visit. My flight on Monday afternoon was delayed an hour and a half, which of course, I was just like, what else, what fucking else is going to happen? So I'm like, you know what? I, I don't even care. I just want to get home. Thankfully, I had my Apple tags in my luggage and I could track because I'm like, I'm like, we're going to lose my luggage or I'm going to get home and my car tire is going to be flat because he's been sitting in parking, like the airport parking for a week or like fucking something, something else is going to happen. Um, thankfully, everything was good. Flight was delayed like an hour and a half. Got back to Cancun. A car was okay. I'm exhausted at this point. I was supposed to get home at like three o'clock in that afternoon, but because I changed my flight and then the delay, I was getting home at like 8.30. I walk in the door and we have a dog. We have an old dog. He's a Frenchie. And our cleaning lady was looking after him while we were away. I walk in the door and there's dog piss. I'm not exaggerating when I say everywhere. There were six spots of dog piss and I'm like, what? And some of them were dry. So they've been like there all day and it stunk. And I'm like, what in the fuck? Like, why is this happening? So I don't know when they left him out, let him out last. 
like if it was even earlier that day, but he's also like an emotional dog. And if Christian's not home, he'll like cry and whine and all of that. And he's like 13 years old, but he's not the kind of like, it's not that he's old and he has like this leaky bladder problem. It's because like somebody didn't let him out. So he knew that the moment I walked in the door, like he kind of like creeps around the corner from the couch and he's like, I'm in so much fucking trouble. I was livid. First thing I put my bags down around the pee. I start to clean up because I'm like, it just smells right now. And I have to get that done. Then I'm going, trying to let this dog outside because we have to go into an elevator and downstairs to out to the grass. And I'm opening the door and trying to get him to go out, but he's scared of me. So he's running away as I'm trying to get him outside, but he won't go. So then I pick him up and he pees on the floor. Thankfully he didn't pee all over me, but he was like literally dribbling pee on the floor as I was carrying him out to the hallway. Then in the hallway, while we're waiting for the elevator, he fucking pees again. So now there's dog pee in the hallway. And I'm like, oh my God, this is just not happening. I get him outside and he pees even more. Like, livid. Fucking livid. I'm like, I do not need to deal with this. Like, do not need to deal with this. So... That was my competition. <laughs> the whole competition went well. And this is such a long message. Um, oh, and I'm not done. There's like questions and stuff that I know people ask that I want to talk about. But it was definitely a challenge in every single way. I am so fucking proud of myself for being able to handle my shit so well. And even Christian had said, I think it was like the night of the competition, like right afterwards, he's like, I'm so proud of you. He goes, I can see a huge difference, not just from competing, but he's like from traveling, like just being so calm. And he's like, how you managed to do all of this stuff um, to get the no new hotel without freaking out. He's like, you've just been very calm. And I'm like, that's nice. Like that, that's nice to get that recognition. Um, so it was, it was definitely an experience to put it lightly. Um, and yeah, so I did get a couple questions on my Instagram. Someone had asked me like what forbidden foods or activities you had to avoid during, or you avoid doing before the show. Like, I don't know if forbidden activities are like, just don't do anything stupid. Don't do anything where I'm going to get bruised or cut my skin or sunburned or exhausted, like anything. As for the food, like, just, just fuck no. <laughs> like that, that is not even my mindset. I, I think because I've been so fully saturated and eating so many calories over these last like 15 weeks between my shows, like there are no cravings. If someone told me I had to go another six months without eating tacos, I'd be like, fucking cool. Like, let's do it. I don't care. I really like all of my food. It's just basically I'm on a plan. So I'm eating the same thing at the same time every single day. Now my meals are different. I'm eating six different meals every day, but I truly love them. They're easy to digest. They're easy to cook. There's not a lot of prep work. Like, and it, it just works for me. I've been able to kind of like shut off my mindset in terms of how I think about food. And it's just one of those things. Um, that is not something that is something I developed way before competing that I knew needed to be established before I got into bodybuilding. Um, so yeah, someone asked like what peak week looked like. Um, and again, it's going to be so different. If you go back and if you look at my YouTube videos, I talk about different peak weeks. 
Um, I talk about different experiences. No peak week is going to be the same, um, which is exciting and really challenging at the same time because you have no idea what's going to happen. I know that all of my peak weeks for all my competitions next year that my coach and I are currently planning right now are, they're all going to be different, um, especially because they are, they're going to be traveling international and I can't wait for all of that. Um, but, oh, just so much goodness. So one of the, someone asked like something new that you learned. And then she also said, congrats on the improved package. So thank you, Alyssa. I appreciate that so much. Um, something new that I learned was being able to, to tap into this, this mindset thing that I had this like self-sabotage awareness, because I've always been the kind of person where I'm like, if I need to do something, I'm going to fucking do something. Like I will go through it. It's either a full body. Yes. Or a fuck no for me. Like that's kind of like an easy decision, but having that aha moment, like what is that even real? That was, that was definitely something new that I learned. And from there, everything like improved. Um, now I will be honest, my cat, my, my cat, my, my coach cat asked me two questions. She said, what are you most proud of? And I think being able to overcome this mindset and just developing a better level of professionalism as an athlete. There have been many times where I've been, and I still am, I will be completely honest, a little resistant to protocols or feedback. I know that cat, when she's given me posing feedback, I will be not quick to deflect it, but in a way, and I realize this now, it's like, I, I almost make an excuse. She'll be like, oh yeah, like you dropped your glute in this pose. I'll be like, yeah, well, because of that. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. I dropped my glute and I shouldn't have done that. Um, so just having this like new, this new level aware of awareness, um, physically and mentally, I think that's one of the things I'm most proud of, but I'm also incredibly proud of my posing, how the judges liked it. Although it was not my best. Like I even watched the, the video that I got back from the photographer and the videographer from the show. And I'm like, I don't even know if I want to post it. Like, not that I'm embarrassed by it, but as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I know this shit. Um, and it kind of pisses me off because again, like I work months and months and months and fucking years for this. And I do this every single day for one minute and I fuck it up. I didn't fuck it up, but it's, it's not what I've been practicing. Um, one thing I wish I could change is my hair. That is a very challenging situation. As we know, I've been kind of like, I'm on the tail end of it, but a year and a half of hair loss from hormone replacement therapy, and it is getting better. But recently about three or four months ago, I cut about five inches off of my hair because it just didn't look healthy. So it's going to be a process of growing it out. And then because my hair is naturally thin to begin with, when the makeup artist straightened the shit out of it, which, which is what I needed, but it made my hair look very, very flat and did not give it the volume or just like the oomph that it needed. Um, so not that it made me self-conscious, but it did a little bit. So I'm grateful that I get to eat a lot of food right now, that hopefully that is going to continue for healthy hair growth. I am not dealing with those hormonal issues anymore because I'm not going the um, hormone replacement therapy, the pellet um, like surgery route anymore. We're doing the topical treatment. We finally found like a good, a good baseline. My thyroid is finally in a good position. So 
uh, a lot of the hormone issues I've been dealing with that were associated with hair loss, those are not that they're not a problem anymore, but they're very much a much little problem. Um, so one thing I wish I could change is that, and I know that it will change. I know that it's going to get better. And then if there was one thing I could change externally is not competing on carpet. That fucked me up. I ended up talking to one of the event organizers afterwards because last year at this event, it was not carpet. And I was like, it is so fucking hard. But if I had slowed down my posing, I would have been able to better balance on it. So when I watch back the videos, like I kind of like misstepped and double stepped and stuff because I was trying to get my groundings in, in the carpet and I fucking hated it. That was like just a piss off. So I'm going to wrap this up. This was a lot. I think I re um, repeated everything or covered everything. We are currently going through a lot of plans and talks. I actually emailed my coach this morning and I kind of just like brain dumped my thoughts to him. Excuse me. Um, just talking about like my mindset and my thoughts from the show, like very summarized potential shows that I'm looking at doing next year. Although the official schedule won't come out until after Olympia. So I won't be able to, to kind of finalize this. We're going to go into probably about six months of a good, healthy build. Not that I'm going to do this like fat bulking thing, but trying to get my mind set up my mindset for growth, probably put on 10 pounds. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Just my feedback on the judges feedback, my feedback on where my training is and what I personally think that my training should be adjusted to. Um, and yeah, so that is everything. That was a lot. I'm exhausted just replaying all of that. So if you're still listening, thank you. Um, and if you are still listening, send me a message. Send me a message on Instagram or email me and just tell me that you listened because this would mean the fucking world to me. <sighs> I'm exhausted again, just saying all of this. But anyway, I have to go because I have an appointment to get my hair extensions taken out because I do not fucking love them. And that is a fuck no for me, Mike, because we know that I'm either a fuck yes or a fuck no. And this is definitely a fuck no right now. So I'm excited to take that out. And I will talk to you later, strong friends. I hope wherever you are in the world, whatever time it is, you are thriving, you are eating tacos, and you are not self-sabotaging yourself because that is fucking bullshit. I love you. Okay, bye, friends. Thanks for being here. There are so many ways you can show me your support, like subscribing, take a screenshot and share this on Instagram, or send me a taco donation. <laughs>